Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. In Los Angeles, I have a big tree in my backyard. I'm not really a nature person. My wife is the gardener, so I can't tell you what kind of tree it actually is, but I can tell you that it is beautiful. And it was one of the main reasons I ended up buying this house. It shades the entire space with these sprawling arcs of branch, and there's this canopy of green once the tree comes into its full bloom every year. My wife has hung a bird feeder, so when the feeder is full, I have to tell you that tree is the hottest spot on the block. And every night as the sun sets, the tree illuminates, because when I first moved in, I had it wrapped in sparkly lights. There are lights also strung over the seating areas, and when everything is lit up, it feels like a small, private, perfect dream. What I'm saying is that if there's something whimsical that you want to do in your home, something small just for you and your family, absolutely do it. Do not hesitate for a single moment. I have those sparkly lights delight me no matter what kind of mood I'm in. And it's really the best investment I've ever made in my mental health. From Luminary, this is the Roxanne Gay Agenda, the bad feminist podcast of your dreams. I am Roxanne Gay, your favorite bad feminist. On the Roxanne Gay Agenda, I talk about something that's on my mind, and then I talk with someone who's interesting to find out what's on theirs. On this week's agenda, Growing Up Catholic. I grew up Roman Catholic in a fairly religious family, so it was church every Sunday, catechism every Monday. I never really understood why, but I did it because that's what good Haitian girls do. I experienced all the rituals, baptism, confirmation, and so on, First Communion. I sat through countless masses, mostly daydreaming, because that's what 
felt like the most appropriate thing to do with my time. I enjoyed reading the Bible, which I have to tell you contains some really great stories, and I grew up understanding that God was a God of love, which was a real gift given that so many people who have been raised in religious families were raised believing in a wrathful God. When I got older and no longer had to go to church, I stopped going unless it was one of those major holidays and my parents asked me to go. Mostly, I had lost what little faith I ever had. Trauma can do that to you. Sometimes you experience something so terrible. It's hard to believe in much of anything at all. One thing I've always envied is people who seem to have an ease with faith, people who believe truly, passionately, and are able to live their lives in a way that reflect their faith. As I've gotten older, I have tried to make the distinction between religious institutions, which especially in the Catholic Church are incredibly problematic, and faith and spirituality and having a personal relationship with some kind of higher power. I navigate that divide between religion and spirituality as best I can, and I try to connect to faith every single day, even if I find it really elusive. Last year, I attended the Armory Show in the Javits Center in New York. It's a large art fair with lots of gallery exhibitions all in one place. As you might imagine, the Javits Center is fucking massive, so there was a lot of walking everywhere. After a couple hours, I was tired, and so was my friend Runda Gerard, with whom I see a lot of art. And I decided to take a break, so we found this lounge where we could sit down, have some refreshment, rest our feet. Now, one of the installations we saw during our perambulations were these fascinating abstract figures. I couldn't get a gallerist to tell me anything about the pieces, but I did note the artist's name. So imagine my surprise when she and a few friends came up to me in that lounge sharing their enthusiasm for my work. That artist was Genesis Tremaine. Genesis Tremaine is a devotional artist. She almost exclusively does portraits. Stylistically, I would say that her work evokes 1980s New York art, maybe the influence of Jean-Michel Basquiat, some Picasso, but truly, it must be said that her work is distinctly her own. It is suffused with the power of divine intervention and immense talent. Tremaine once described the paintings in an exhibition as gospel songs, and when you look on them, you can hear something, some kind of higher power, suffused throughout the work. Now, Genesis is having a moment, as they say. Over the course of her career, she has exhibited her work in Paris, Brussels, Shanghai, and New York. In 2020, she had her first solo show, Parables of Nana, at the Almeinrec Gallery in London, her current show, Break of Day, can be seen at Almine Rec in New York until April 23rd. Every conversation with her becomes a fascinating journey into the mind of one of the boldest, most exciting artists working today. So Genesis Tremaine, welcome to the Roxanne Gay Agenda. Hello. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. What a welcome. Thank you. How are you doing this morning? I feel, I feel good. I feel blessed. I feel very, very present. I'm very excited, of course, to, to engage in a chat with you. Likewise, likewise. Now, I know from a previous conversation that you were once a full-time math teacher in New York schools. What did teaching teach you? Because I, as a teacher myself, I find that I learn something every day from my students. 
Uh, absolutely. Um, I was blessed to teach for close to 10 years in New York City and in and, and parts of Newark, New Jersey. I continue to serve as an educator as often as I can throughout my practice. Mm-hmm. It's always been important to incorporate servitude as just, mm-hmm. a, just a primary tone of my life. I had a wonderful time doing it. My students taught me everything from, you know, from style to, to patience lessons to, to, to how to be bold in, in a room full of people you don't know. They taught me a lot about marketing mm. uh, self, if you would, in a town of wolves. So I, I'm very, very grateful uh, to the lessons that I, 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 I was able to gain from my students, uh, in particular my high schoolers and middle schoolers. I do a lot of informal teaching with high schoolers. Uh-huh. They are fascinating. They're terrifying in many ways. <laughs> <laughs> They're fearless. They are fearless. That's what I was going to say. They they have absolutely no problem being seen, being bold, and being colorful. Mm-hmm. They are a bunch of light, you know, like a really specific type of light that I've been able to, uh, to chill with from time to time. One of the things I've encountered in teaching myself is that what happens in the classroom and in interactions with students outside the classroom is can be challenging, but it's always enriching and interesting. And working with administration and bureaucracy is far less so. So what kinds of challenges did you encounter having to navigate a huge, sprawling bureaucracy while also trying to be present and authentic in the classroom? Uh, I often led from a loud classroom, and I was a math teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was a lot of uh, painting and drawing as a part of my instruction that wasn't necessarily immediate to the curriculum that was offered. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually very fortunate to to work within schools that were really supportive of my approach to the math lessons, and my students were really receptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to be honest with you, a lot of the, I guess, the pushback that I encountered it was from some parents, to be honest with you, because of my parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I, I rocked a really shortcut, and I guess uh, some would assume anything they, they could, you know, as far as a masculine mm-hmm. tone from my frame. And, and, and it, you know, it, I, was, I was told outright uh, a few times, you know, that they didn't want their child in my classroom, unfortunately. And so, again, I'm grateful for those lessons, and, uh, you know, I've since prayed for those folks, and I've prayed past those people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, God, God asked that we pray for our enemies. And I don't think that they were enemies. I just think that I presented uh, differently. How do you stand in your truth and, and hold your head high when people want to deny your existence or criticize you for who you are? First, I'm, I'm very consistent with myself. I wake up with prayer. Uh, I wake up with a really, really humble ask and a very, very humble thank you. <laughs> as humble as I can, you know, like, mm-hmm. thank you for, for being present. Uh, and then please use me, Lord. You know, how mm-hmm. can I be of help to someone else today? Um, and that may seem really, really like basic, but it really helps it to put one foot in front of the other uh, on those on those tough days, if you would. Uh, and then another thing, to be honest with you, is, you know, I, I'm from Brooklyn. You know what I mean? I'm not from a place that, <laughs> that tells me to put my head down in the face of struggle. You know, my grandmother taught me uh, to buck up my chest. You know what I mean? My, my mother taught me, you know, to keep my head up, you know, regardless of what the situation calls for. You know what I'm saying? Make sure I'm speaking up so I can be heard. You know, speaking to the microphone, if you would. That's mm-hmm. something that you're taught young uh, when you're from where I'm from. Uh, and when you want to be heard uh, and when you got something to say. Uh, and so that's a reflection that I, you know, I pronounce into my everyday. Uh, and, and I think that it is definitely something that I stand on again on those rough days or on those days where I'm not necessarily faking it, but I'm not necessarily at a hundred percent if you would. Mm-hmm. Now I would not inherently see the connection between art and math or not inherently. I would not 
sort of on the surface see that connection. How do you bring math and art together, especially in the classroom? Things like geometry is like just one of the most easiest approaches, uh, like mm. ways that we, we can see those types of things work together, right? There's a lot of sh- there's shapes and symbols. Uh, one thing means something else. Uh, something is uh, parallel to its meaning because of its shape. Or in, in, with, with art, I can use it in the same way. Uh, in early findings of my work, you'll find uh, delta signs. Uh, it may seem mm-hmm. like a basic triangle shape, but it's a, it's actually a very complex shape. Uh, it's a prism, uh, and it could mean a stroke of something else, if you would. Mm-hmm. And then I also think that sometimes complex thinking deserves a release, a color release, you know, something mm-hmm. rhythmic, if you would. Uh, I think offering a student something to color on the back of a, a really complex problem is a, a smart way to give the brain a release. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach. Give me great food. Tacos. Give me adventure. Hiking. Give me a date night. Sunset cruise. Give me some smiles. Cheese. Give me more beaches. Beaches. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. 
So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Uh, and to keep the lesson fun. Uh, one of the questions I always think about when I'm talking to creative people is, when did you first know you were creative? And how did you go from there to developing your creative voice as a painter? Sure. Um, I think that when I was little, one of the things that became very important to me, when I say little, I mean a young black girl. I think mm -hmm. one of the things that was critically important to me was uh, being a good girl. Mm -hmm. It meant that I prayed every day. It meant that I went to school every day. And I was often told that I was good at drawing. You know, my paintings were good. I was, uh, and so you, you do the things that you get attention for, <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, quite frankly. Uh, uh, and then uh, I, I, really, I, I enjoy it. You know, I, I've, it's always been something that I've genuinely uh, enjoyed doodling or, or just sketching, if you would, while I'm talking to someone or sketching while the school lesson is going on. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that it was an escape. I didn't necessarily use it as such, mm -hmm. but it was. And it was also something that I was good at. I'm always really, really grateful when someone calls my work good because it just, for me, it means that um, I've pushed myself, I guess, as far as I could uh, to see something that makes sense to me uh, and it makes sense to somebody else. Uh, so it's always been something that I've worked for uh, to be good at something. How do you translate that into the career that you have built for yourself where you decide my work is calling to me in such a way that I'm going to share it with the world? Well, I, to be honest with you, I, though I loved teaching and I loved educating and I, I didn't feel like I was I, I committed to all of me. I, mm -hmm. I definitely hit a, a, a wall, if you would. Mm -hmm. And I found an opportunity in Christ. And once I committed to Christ, uh, I committed to a belief frequency. I committed to a love frequency. Uh, I committed to myself in a way that I hadn't before, I had never. And I relied on myself in a way that I had never. Mm -hmm. And then I began doing the thing that I love again, painting and studying the word, painting and studying the word. Those are, that's, those are the things that I love. Mm -hmm. And I committed those practices uh, in worship. And I'm really, I'm so grateful um, for, for the light that, that, that was cast upon me. I knew that I could paint, you know, but I didn't know how to, I needed help, you know, so I just asked God for help. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I literally asked God to hold my hand during worship expression. It's a mind, body, and celestial space, if you would, that I aim to access while painting. I don't know. I, I think that belief is very, very important. And I think fervent prayer is very, very important. And so my daily, my daily commitment to those practices have, have helped to expand the process of, of painting. One of the things I've found in the art world is that it's not necessarily a bastion of spirituality. It's quite secular. Have you ever been worried about how your art and your process would be received in traditional art spaces? No, um, because I, I pray with expectation. I think when you're good, that people recognize that you're good. We just spoke about that. Mm -hmm. I pray for that recognition. God has told me that there's a place for me in this world. Uh, God has told me that there's a place for the work and that the work is necessary. Mm -hmm. I don't think that it's always a, an immediate understanding as to why a Genesis Tremaine work is appreciated, but I'm grateful that it is. I think that attraction is something that can sometimes be explained, and I think sometimes it can't be. I, I'm aiming, to be honest with you, to disrupt a lot of what what is normally associated with quote-unquote religious art. Like what? I don't agree with the ways uh, our saints are, are portrayed. Mm -hmm. I, I think that there's far too much focus on 
race. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that that is an immediate distraction to their narrative and to the strength of their, their, their prose. I often think that there's also too much focus on gender. I read the word a lot, and it's not so much that it's not present, it's just not the focus of the narrative. Uh, and I think that as we grow as a people, it's important that we, we, we look at all of it, uh, and color allows us to, to, to like paint the entire span of it, if you would. So I just think it, I'm really bored with the, the race conversation around religion, because, it's, because God is big, you know, God is so wide. Mm-hmm. I often say this, Miss Roxanne, I don't know where I am necessarily, but I know that I'm safe during worship, if you would. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful. I'm very grateful if I come out of that practice uh, with a painting. But most times it's just, a, it's just another layer of myself that I've got to, uh, I get to uncover. I know that you painted Break of Dawn, if I'm understanding it correctly, in a church? I painted Break of Dawn from the garage in, uh, in my new home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, but during the pandemic, I was able to paint from my church often mm-hmm. uh, because it was an occupied. Yeah. Uh, and my, my, my church body and church family uh, were very, very kind to uh, lend that space to me to pray and worship from. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was able to like uh, do a lot of smaller studies uh, from that space. Um, it's, it's very, very, very important, I think, to, um, to like pray where you feel good at. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to to find your prayer closet. I think it's important to find your spa- your space of safety to pray from. And for me, it's been that church. And so I wanted to back to consistency. I really kind of pushed to be present in the space where I felt most safe during the pandemic, and and it was in that church. I love that. You know, I'm always curious when people find that church home. How do you find a church home? And like, how did you know that this church, this was going to be your church family? Because that's a big decision. Yes, it is because, Miss Roxana, you know, everybody ain't your friend when you no. walk into church, you know. Mm-mm. Now, I might put on my best. I done put on my Sunday's finest, okay? I'm, <laughs> I'm ironed up. My waves on top feel good. I, I, mm-hmm. My crown feels good. I smell delicious. I have my word ready, okay? A pen in, in case I need to write something. I even have a highlighter. But the reality is every church that I've walked into is not, uh, has not welcomed me with open arms, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Uh, my walk thus far has uh, allowed me spaces where I've had to revisit to pray for <laughs> uh, because I've not been welcomed so graciously. My wife and I have mm-hmm. encountered tons of uh, uh, experiences where we've been called out on pews, unfortunately, due to uh, our queer, quote unquote, uh, perceived appearances, if you would. Uh, and so we have not always felt most safe in the churches that we've been uh, invited into, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. So a part of the walk in finding a home church for me has been walking into spaces that are not necessarily friendly. If I'm looking for anything else, I'll go again and again. So you know, my home church and your fellowship, if you would, is something that I, I just, I, I community, it was, it was something that was really, really dire for me to find. And so I, mm-hmm. I kept pushing for that, uh, down to like Google searches, you know, and using all that's around me, asking my friends, you know, being unafraid, uh, to say out loud that I was looking for a church family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and those things began to pronounce those themselves. I realized, uh, that a lot of my community that I was looking for was right under my nose. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just had to be honest out loud about who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, you know, and again, how I can be of greater help, right. To, to mm-hmm. that community. So that's how I found uh, my home church. That's amazing that you like stated your intentions and stated what you were looking for, which I think not an, we don't do often enough, especially I think as black queer women, 
because I don't think, I think at least for me, I have often, not anymore as much, but earlier in my life, I did not know that anyone would be there listening. Right. And ready to receive sort of what I was needing or looking for. Sure. And so I love that you were able to state that intention and that that desire. So you mentioned earlier that service is part of your tithing and your faith. What does service look like in terms of the art that you put into the world and the ways that you interact with your communities? Sure. Um, I, there are plenty of. You mentioned the uh, the art fair earlier, mm-hmm. uh, where you were where you saw a Saint Boaz and a couple other portraits that were there. Mm-hmm. Um, I try my best to be present for a lot of the shows or fairs that my work is 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 a part of, uh, so that I can meet and interface with uh, folks who you know who appreciate the work. Uh, I like to shake hands and give hugs to people uh, who. Some people approach me in need of prayer. Some people uh, ask me via. Uh, email or online or, you know, DM me mm-hmm. uh, asking that I pray with them. Uh, that's an act of service um, that I'm very, I'm always very grateful to be called into. Uh, there are still student spaces that I, I get to uh, speak at. Uh, there are speaking engagements where I get to speak from. The, you know, I can't teach day to day the way I once did, but as often as I can, I do uh, volunteer. When you're ready to make a new painting, what does that process look like when you go to your creative space, your studio, and are ready or hope to be ready? I usually light some incense. You know, I I turn up my gospel. You know, I make sure the window's open. I keep a lot of water around. Mm -hmm. I paint primarily on my knees because I pray on my knees. Mm -hmm. I set my stage, you know, Miss Roxanne. I make sure that I'm, you know, I'm live and in charge. You know, I make sure that the the Holy Spirit has room to to, to feel uh, welcomed, if you would. uh, Everything is clean. It's important to me to have a clean space. Mm -hmm. Uh, My my paint is ultimately, my my, my color palette is is set, if you would, it's a it's a it's a cool vibe. It's a smooth vibe, if you would. Uh, I feel comfortable. Ultimately, I'm usually in something comfortable, sweats or uh, some type of linen, something soft. Uh, I don't like candles or anything like that. I'm scared of shit like that. Like I can't do nothing like that. I mean, I didn't burn myself up, but <laughs> I, I, I I don't do nothing like cool or yeah, swanky like that's, that. That's real. Now the canvas is bigger than me, Miss Roxanne, so I, there's mm-hmm. a lot that I put down to hold the canvas down in one place so it's not sliding while I'm dancing across it. Mm-hmm. And, and prayer, if you would. And then I, you know, I pray unto the Holy Spirit to be present. I think that's ultimately very, very important. Uh, I, I use my human frequency to access uh, a fervent prayer, uh, which, which helps me to, to, to gain further access to a birthing frequency, if you would. Uh, I'm, I'm really, really reliant on my belief. I'm reliant on my ability to let go. Uh, everything that I need physically is in place. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I can let go physically. I can close my eyes and let go, if you would. I can let my hands do the walking, the talking, and I, uh, I can close my eyes and let God be God. Mm-hmm. It's a very childlike space for me, Miss Roxanne. It's like being in a in a jungle gym. I know where every slot is. I know how every swing works. I, you know, mm-hmm. I know where the music is. I know where my friends are. Uh, I'm sitting in vision. I'm sitting in circle. I'm sitting in in song. I'm in a very very familiar place. Uh, everything smells good. There's food near if I need it. And then I come out of that breath sometimes, and and there's a there's a portrait as we would describe it. Uh, but for me, it was a uh, it was like sitting in a gospel song. It was like mm. sitting on Nana's lap. You know, it felt like um, the last time my mom hugged me. It's a hunger, if you would, that. Um, 
the food that we put into our mouths can't really occupy. It's something that I have to drink a lot of water uh, to exist in. And again, there's a lot of uh, belief that's a part of the let go. Let's hit it. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a wave. Surfing. Give me a city tour. The trolley. Give me animals. The zoo. Give me some sea life. <laughs> Give me museums. Park. Give me a woo. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com iHeart. That's LifeLock.com iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu to get to that playground. Do you always appreciate what you see when you're done, when you think, okay, this portrait is where I want it to be? Are you always happy with it? Do you sometimes go back, revise artistically? 
Yeah, no, I, I, I'm very critical of myself, Miss Roxanne. Mm. You know, back to that being a good girl. You know, mm-hmm. in, in order, my mom, my mom is tough, honey. You know, yeah. my grandmama is tough. It, that those are, those are, those are not easy people to impress. Those are my first gods. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Those are the first people that I, I, that said, hey, that's good or that's not. Those are also the first people that I found most beautiful in my life, whose reflections I aim to push into uh, my little black and white notebook when I was trying to. You you know, retrace my Ebony magazines and things like that. I was mm-hmm. really tracing, tracing that stroke of beauty, right? So, so no, I'm very, very critical of myself because I'm aiming uh, to to strike a, a, a real, real genius, if you would. So, mm-hmm. there's lots of uh, editing, I guess. There's there's lots of um, self reflection. There's lots of mistakes. There's, there there are lots. I trip on pain all the time. I'm grateful. Mm. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And then you know, there's a let go. You know, sometimes it's it's a formula that feels like I can calculate. And then back to that love frequency. It's larger. It's it's bigger. Uh, and it's just something I want to swim in. And I don't necessarily want to explain it. So maybe for that painting, there's less editing. Mm-hmm. I'm just grateful for the presence across the work. And I've gotten really comfortable with that presence if you will like with calling on that presence and i'm i'm okay with how odd that sounds i'm okay with how <laughs> it doesn't sound that odd i have to say it doesn't sound that odd well i appreciate that miss roxanne but i just mean like sometimes i don't always have r- words for for, yeah. for for that that for how that that belief occupies itself in in my life or across the the, the, the paintings but yes I'm, I'm 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 very critical of myself it, it takes uh, months before i'm i'm willing to really really release something and then i, I usually push it back into prayer before i you know, I let it go to the public. Um, it's also important that I paint from a happy space, if you would. Mm-hmm. I'm painting from a confident space. So that's not every day for me. You know, mm-hmm. I may go into the studio and work every day. You know, there's some sketch right. work, there's some prayer work, there's some reading over the word that I can do. But the painting, you know, it's really important that, I, that I'm, physically in a, in a, in a, I'm physically in a good space. That's critically important. How do you know when a piece is ready? When you just know, okay, this is done. Well, when you in the kitchen, when when Nan in the kitchen and she cooking, and she just closed the pot and she step away, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a specific dance. She don't look back. She don't she don't ask you how it tastes. You know all <laughs> that all that shit is a myth. You know she don't bring mm-hmm. no spoon to you and let you taste it. That's bullshit. When Nana finish in the kitchen, she say, "All right, child, let's pray." That's how that's how that's how you know the food ready. And so that's the that's the that's the finishing. Uh, a feeling that I that I aim to to to, to feel o- over the canvas. It's very similar, Miss Roxanne. I know it smells good. Everything, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's like standing over a fresh pan of mac and cheese. You know, yeah. It, it's I, it's it's the way it's supposed to be. It's the way mm-hmm. I remember it being. If you would, I stand up straight because 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 I know it's good. Um, but it smells good. Shit. Uh, it, it it the dance is done. Um, to me, as a black American woman, I've been blessed with an immediate style, honey, an immediate, uh, I know how to get get down, and you know, I know how to get dressed, you know, I know how to do this culture thing. That's innate to me. So, of course, mm. I know when something is done, because mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've been taught to recognize that, that quote-unquote done feeling. It's a confidence, but in, in, in art terms, I would say it's, it's when the work is at its greatest point of balance. It's interesting because for writing, it's much the same way. I I can't give you specific parameters. I just know when I know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it is what it is. And, you know, it may be elusive getting to that place, but I do know it when I'm there. Right. So 
as artists, we inevitably have to interact with a market in order to sustain ourselves financially. How do you handle the business of making art? There's a portion in the word when, when Jesus said, pay his tax, just pay the taxes. I don't remember who he was talking to in particular, but he said, listen, if we owe taxes, pay the taxes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I take that into my business. You know, I take that into my day to day. Being human is a, is a wonderful, wonderful gift. But I got to pay the taxes, Miss Roxanne. You know, I'm learning every single day how to be a better businesswoman in the art world. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's of critical importance, and I wouldn't be where I am today without that. Um, I've had to take. Uh, steps back from the canvas, you know, I, we, my wife and I refer to them as, uh, you know, meeting Mondays, you know, where we get down and, we, you know, we talk about the business, you know, we mm-hmm. study a bit of the history, we study a bit of the uh, the current affairs, if you would, uh, so that we can keep up with, with you know, the flow of it, uh, learn the language of it, uh, and feel comfortable in those, in those rooms where I'm the only person who looks like me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it's important that I, I work to attract a community of collectors who believe in the legacy of my work mm-hmm. because ultimately I, I, I believe that the language that God has given me, uh, like this vessel, Genesis Tremaine, the vessel, you know, I, I just, I believe that it's something that I, it really will help our tomorrow. Um, I, I really believe that it's, it's, it's greater than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it deserves a very, very specific house, if you would. So I, I, I work to make sure that my legacy is maintained properly. And what do you want your legacy to be? One of a servant, you know, I'm smiling mm-hmm. bright. One that, uh, um, I don't, you know, one that, one that is, is a giver, um, one that is kind. Um, I, um, I want to be remembered for having the smallest footprints in the biggest rooms. Mm-hmm. You know, I want the work to make the loudest statements. <laughs> that they can, uh, whether I'm here or not. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I want the legacy to be the work, my use of color, line, stroke, my use of gospel uh, mm-hmm. with regard to art, my use of sculptural uh, impression with regard to 2D frames. Uh, I want my legacy to be uh, wrapped around my impressions of secondary color and uh, uh, primary extension. I want to be compared to the greats. I want to create a, you know, a sound wave that is recognized immediately uh, at first sight. I want to make sure that Genesis Tremaine is remembered as a servant, you know, someone mm-hmm. that can help others access their spaces of belief and self-love. Genesis Tremaine, talking with you is always just a journey in the best possible way. Thank you so much for coming on the Roxanne Gay Agenda with me today. I truly appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. This is exciting. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. (laughs) You can keep up with me and the podcast on social media, on Twitter at rgay and Instagram at RoxanneGay74. Our email is RoxanneGayAgenda at gmail.com and we would love to hear from you. From Luminary, The Roxanne Gay Agenda is produced by Curtis Fox. Our researcher is Yesenia Moreno. Production support is provided by Caitlin Adams and Meg Pillow. I am Roxanne Gay, your favorite bad feminist. Thank you for listening. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! 
Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.